Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tim Kingsbury is a musician based in Montreal, Quebec. His new band, Sam Patch, is about to release their debut record, and here's a song from it called Listening. The new album is a cool one called Yeah, You and I. It's out February 17th via Tim's own imprint, Depp Records, and Sam Patch will be touring in select cities throughout March. Now, I've known Tim a while, and you might know him from his work in his other band, Arcade Fire. Here, Tim and I discuss Sam Patch, Arcade Fire, communication breakdowns, politics, starting from scratch, comedy, and much more. So here's myself and Tim Kingsbury of Sam Patch on Creative Control. Hey Tim, how are you? Vish, I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. It's nice to have you on the on the show. It's I don't think you've ever been on this version of the show. No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't know if I've ever been on your show. You've been on. Um, you were on my old uh, CFRU show that I did with Michelle, the Mish Vish Interracial Morning Show. That was like a long time, long, long time. Oh ago. yeah, like like over ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. That was, yeah. That's right. It's a memorable episode. Right. Because I think you were <laughs> I think you were in Saskatchewan on a farm or something. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you and, and and where are you today? I'm a, I'm at home in Montreal. Now are you also on a farm today? No, I'm not. I'm in, I'm a, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm I'm in in my like apartment in Montreal. Okay, uh, but do you I, I I'm a bit confused by this because sometimes when I follow you on the various social media streams. You seem to be in a rural environment, and I can't tell if it's something where 
you are in the country, like you have a place in the country. What what is with you in the country? Yeah, no. Natalie and I have a have a we have a we have a place up up north in the Laurentians that we we spend quite a bit of time at, for sure. And is is it a working farm? Is it actually a farm? Well, you know, it's it's going to be. We're, we've been like we at various times we've had small projects there, but this this year we're gonna are we're gonna try to we're we're like applying for all the permits, but we're gonna hopefully be growing hemp in the in the next uh, next summer. Hemp. Hemp. Oh my yeah, I god. Know. I know. That's it was a that's... it was a project that kind of fell on our laps and we were like, sure, why not? Let's do it. So now a lot of people associate hemp with uh burnouts, stoners. Right. But there are actually super practical applications for hemp, right? It, it turns out it's actually a really uh a really great uh it's great for textiles. It's the oil the it's it's a great uh it's great for eating and ingesting too. It's it's very healthy. Yeah, I've been known to put a bit of hemp seed in my cereal or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. My oatmeal, I like uh, it, and I, apparently hemp hearts. I don't know all the qualities, but I mean, have you had much experience growing things? Like, are you an agriculturally minded guy? I love gardening. I have like you know I've done done some gardening. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like a pro by any stretch, but I uh, I really enjoy it. Um, but this will be my first. So to be to be to be, so the whole story is is that basically there are these some neighbor neighbors of ours uh, have uh, they're they're keeping their horses at our at our place, which is amazing. And they and then they were also they're also interested in doing some farming. So they sort of they sort of brought this project up. So they're basically going to be doing most of the the work, and then I'll just be learning when I'm, you know, there. But but I, I'm I can't I'm not up there all the time. It's more just like a a way to have, uh, you know, we're we're really just working with the neighbors on this one. I like this notion that you you know you're from I know you from Guelph, which is a known in some circles anyway as an agricultural sort of town. It's got a, an agricultural college at the University of Guelph. Right. And I but I, I imagine. You never foresaw a time where you would be boarding horses, growing hemp. <laughs> no, no, it's true. I didn't. I wasn't like. I don't. I don't know that I ever like. As a child, I'm. Sh- I think I probably entertained the idea of farming. Like I grew up. My, you know, a lot of my, you know, my grandparents and my a lot of the older older relatives of mine were farmers. So it's sort of a little bit there in my uh, in my brain. But yeah, no, it was never like a. It was never really an aspiration by any means, but I'm. But I love being there. It's it's my favorite place to be. Yeah, and you've chosen to. I don't know. Do you, do you cro- is, is a hemp a crop? I don't know how you describe. Hemp. Yeah, yeah. So you've chosen a, a crop that has more to do with um, you know sustain. I guess you yeah you can consume it, you can eat it, but it's more about sort of uh, alternate forms of sustainability, really. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully, I mean, we're, we're going to grow it organically for sure. I mean, you can, you could, you can farm it, you know, in the, in a more sort of a less environmentally friendly way, but we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, doing our best to grow without, you know, too many chemicals or without chemicals at all, really. So that's amazing. It's amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to, I know we've dwelled on this for, or we talked about it anyway, <laughs> for quite some time and you probably weren't expecting it, but I, I'm endlessly fascinated by this notion of of having a place in the country, uh, you know, to to get away from, you know, you live in a busy city there. So, and, and then to actually do something with the land, that's great. I mean, that's an amazing thing that you're able to do. I, I congratulate you on it. That's all. I'm 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 appreciative of it. 
I am happy for you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm <laughs> I feel very uh very lucky to be able to do it. It's it's pretty it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Now I was listening to your your Sam Patch record, and and you know I've known you a, a long time now, and and I've known that that you've made music uh, with other people. Uh, I haven't heard too much of your own stuff, right. and I was curious if this batch of songs uh, goes back a ways. Is it a fresh? Is this all a fresh expression, or are these songs you've been sort of hoarding for a while? No, it's all pretty fresh. It's uh, the oldest song is the last song on the record, and it's only a couple years old. So you you've had, you, but you must have like a, a, a some kind of you know you you've stored a bunch of songs somewhere I bet right I do I have a I mean I have like hours and hours and hours, I mean you know just hard drives full of unfinished ideas uh, right and then uh, and you know a few finished ideas here and there that I've never really done anything with I mean you're in one of you're in one of the busiest bands in the world so one would think that when you're not busy you'd want to rest. A little bit but you felt compelled to make your own thing can you talk a little bit about that compulsion yeah um i think i think in some ways being so busy working on the the arcade fire stuff uh i kind of hit a point where uh, you know it was basically just that we were on the last tour we, we toured a lot and you know uh I, I was kind of traveling. I always, I was having, I had like a little guitar in my, my room or wherever we were staying or whatever. And I, I just found myself wanting to play and write all the time, even though I think, you know, when you're performing, like when you're, when you were touring, I, I sort of just get out of the, it's not really that, I mean, it's creative in a certain way, but you know, there's a whole part of my brain that was just kind of not, not engaged. And so over time it kind of built up. And then by the end of tour, I was like, I got to go record a record. I got to, I got to, I have to, I have to get this out. Huh. You, so you just had something within you and you needed this outlet. Yeah, basically. That's how, that's how it, how it felt to me anyway. And, and I mean, like you, when I, I remember you played like a local festival, I think as yourself under your own name, uh, here. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, so I was like, oh, Tim's, and I mean, once or twice, maybe you have played shows in Guelph that I've organized, uh, that are kind of. What was the one thing where yeah, was we you did and the, we did the uh, country? It was me and uh, Natalie and Stephen, and we did we did this uh, we did country covers like old uh, George Jones songs and stuff. Was that as Tim Ribbons and Susan Saran rap? Is that the one? Exactly. Yeah, that was that was the only show we ever did. Right. Yeah. So you that's the only show you've ever done, really? Like at at, at that point, you, that's the only show you'd ever done. No, that I mean as Tim Ribbons and Susan Saran rap. Oh, oh right, yeah. <laughs> right, because you were doing you're yeah. doing the cover songs and it wasn't okay. Yeah. So. So you know you have this uh, this impulse to to perform, uh, but do you know where these songs kind of stem from? If they're a fresh batch of songs, it sounds like they were within you and and they stemmed from some. I don't want to say boredom, but just some creative spark. Actually, it's the opposite of boredom, I guess. But do you have a sense of what's going on in, uh, throughout these songs, like uh, in terms of your own psyche? Yeah, um, it was really the first time that I kind of gave myself that, you know, you know, especially after tour, I kind of like, I decided to kind of treat it like a full-time job. So I just kind of, uh, uh, set up a, a little studio and would go write every day. And I, I sort of did that with the idea that, you know, if I just keep, keep showing up and keep doing it and see what, see what comes out, that something, uh, you know, hopefully something, something, uh, 
complete will come out, you know, it took it. So it's, so I kind of just gave myself the time to do it. And then, uh, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to kind of really analyze the, the lyrics and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I have my ideas. I mean, I think the, the I mean, it's, it's sorry. Yeah. I could, I, I was just going to say, it's probably early for you to be processing that stuff. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've noticed, you know, that I think the, I think a lot of the record is about communication in general. That's that sort of a theme that kind of, uh, kind of, you know, I was thinking a lot about and sort of, uh, you know, I mean, everyone obviously is constantly experiencing or, you know, like, uh, uh, is constantly communicating. And, and so, uh, yeah, uh, but I think it was just something I was, I was a little more, uh, conscious of, uh, I have been, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah, there's a couple of references to conversation. There's a couple of references to how we listen to each other or when we listen to each other, as I recall. Right, right. And so yeah, exactly. that's something you became a bit fixated on. Uh, I mean, the other aspect of it for me is that it has a wistful, kind of whimsical uh, aspect to to the record. The record, I mean, as a whole has this... I, I couldn't help but think maybe you were cataloging aspects of your youth because it has... Right. Even in the aesthetic quality, like uh, like of the sound of it, it, it reminds me of... It's timeless, but it reminds me of certain eras and certain uh, kind of modes of rock music expression. So I just wondered if you looked at it as a... Do you feel like it's a particularly reflective record and uh, of a certain time in your life, or is it just where you're at now? Uh, I would say it is probably various points. It's, it's reflective of, you know, various points in my life. Like, you know, like I, I think, again, when I was like in the in the studio... I would be, or, you know, when I was writing or whatever, I would just like, you know, something might come into my head, like a certain band or a certain singer or something might, might pop into my head while I was, and and rather than like kind of fight it or whatever, I just sort of embrace it and go with it. And, uh, and I think you can hear that on the record a little bit. Like, I mean, you might, it might, we might not necessarily hear the same things in the same parts, but there's definitely, that definitely was going on in my head for sure. Yeah, I can kind. I'm still processing the record myself, so I I don't have a definitive uh, view of it, which is good. I mean, right. every time I listen to it, I'm hearing something. The other day, I was listening to it, and I'm like, you know, you talk about communication. Mm-hmm. It seems to have a particular focus on the human voice. Like, there's certain kind of acapella moves, like right. where you're using your voice as an instrument uh, in its own way. Right. Are you particularly fascinated by Tim? Are you particularly fascinated by your own voice? I love the sound of my own. No, I don't at all. Uh, <laughs> um, but <laughs> the voice as an instrument, though, seems to be something you're you're fascinated by on this record. You know, it, it, I think it is. I have always, I I have always, um, I love singing. I really love singing, and I've always loved singing. Um, and uh, when when I was a kid, actually, no, that's not. No, what I was going to say actually is that over the last few years, like. You know, like, uh, Natalie, Natalie sort of like, you know, with that, the Tim Ribbons and Susan Saran rap thing, she kind of introduced me to a lot of, uh, old country duos and country, old country music that I did not grow up with. And then her and I sort of learned to sing, uh, country harmonies together. Ah. And, uh, and that's been, you know, that's actually really kind of informed my, uh, my vocal sensibilities over the last while a lot. Like I love, I love listening to country harmonies and then. And then on the record too, you know, singing with Basha a bunch too, she was like, you know, obviously got a great voice and, and, and it was, it, it was very fun. You know, like there was like a couple of songs where she came in and I'd be like, can you just try something here or whatever? And then she'd like, you know, do one thing and then be like, here, take it back again. And then, you know, then she would just layer like 
the most crazy, beautiful harmony. And I, you know, and I, you know, it was uh, just having that happen in front of me in like 10 minutes was, uh, you know, very exciting. Yeah, it is pretty, I mean, it's pretty awe-inspiring to be, uh, uh, you know, in the presence of someone who can do stuff like that. Yeah, uh, totally. With their, with their body. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, just like make their body do something uh, in a weird way. It's That's interesting. I want to get back to Sam Patch and the makeup of the band, as you mentioned, Basha, but I also want to go back to what you were saying about singing with Natalie and, and some of the country influences. Are there specific people that you got into i mean you you mentioned you'd referenced george jones earlier so i automatically thought of george and tammy wynette right are there other duos or particular uh country artists that you yeah for sure um i mean you know we we learned some, we've learned some leuven brothers songs and uh a lot of graham parsons and emmy lou harris and uh i mean that's more rock i guess but you know kind of in my brain, it's kind of the same. Uh, no, it it told, that's a I think that's a definitive harmonizing duo, uh, right. Graham, Graham and Emmy Lou. I mean that those the recordings they made are stunning, and I think that's what people a lot of people are when they discover that. I think it switches something in their brain. Right. They, yeah. They totally. To get at that. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah. So those so those people. Uh, I can I can, huh. I'm trying to pick out country influences in this work, but it, you're saying it's more of an approach, not necessarily a, a yeah, rather a vocal, that, a vocal approach. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. A, I wouldn't say yeah. that the the record is really overtly country. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't, it's not a country record. That's for sure. Um, but just the, I think it just sort of just singing those harmonies, singing with Nat, sort of opened my mind up to harmonizing in, in ways that I hadn't really. Uh, hadn't played around with before and in that i think you could probably hear that on the record a little bit so is natalie uh i don't have liner notes and things i just have this uh digital version on my phone um is natalie a, a collaborator a contributor to the record uh not not too much she she helped me write the lyrics on the song listening she hmm. she, she but uh but i mean she she is she is she is in that she um I, I bounced like so many ideas off her you know like like so she was she kind of has been extremely helpful in making it, um, but but she wasn't actually super directly involved in 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 like the actual recording. The the Catskills comedian in me wants to make a bigger deal about the fact that your wife helped you write a song called "Listening." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to suppress that myself. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that urge that's urge fair. to make that joke or that reference, but yeah. But there's probably something to that. I mean, who else do you? communicate with more than I've, than your wife right i've i've learned more about about listening in 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 this relationship than maybe any other relationship it's an interesting expression or it's an interesting idea i suppose is a better way of putting it in this day and age uh politically i think this notion of actually listening right. to one another as opposed to talking over one another or right. shouting each other down. Do you see the resonance of, of that uh, song and, and what's going on in the world right now? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, there's a, there are large groups of people that, that can't, even, can't even acknowledge what the other, the other group is saying. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's obviously causing a lot of problems these days. Yeah, I mean, in your travels as a musician or in your own travels, I mean, have you, could you foresee what's happening 
what, what rather could you foresee what has happened happening <laughs> in terms of the divisiveness and whatnot i mean you're in a, you're in a band that when people come to see your band it's probably a bit of a bubble right i mean it's probably a, a bunch of right. like-minded people right but did, did did you encounter things that surprised you in, in your travels in in america or, or elsewhere obviously brexit is also a thing that's Something we shouldn't be shortchanging. I'm not just talking about the U.S. election or even what's going on here. But sorry, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you? Yeah. You, do you, Do you have a perspective on from from your travels? Do you have a perspective on what's going on? Um. You know what's funny is that the less from traveling, more just from like you know talking to certain family members who are you know maybe more. Uh, you know, if I if I talk to certain people who are are living in more like kind of you know rural areas versus kind of you know I mean I, I I've lived in Montreal for. 16 years and I was in Ottawa for before that, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel like I, I'm used to having all sorts of people from all over the place all together. And, you know, everybody's kind of working it out and doing their thing or whatever. But when I, you know, when you talk to kind of, you know, more rural, rural family or, or, or family friends or whatever, who are experiencing much more, I mean, their, their experience kind of with culture outside of their own is really just on TV or really just on, you know, the radio or whatever, you know, like, and so, and so I, I feel like there's just been a lot of weird information. There's just a, there's just a really weird disconnect between, you know, how people, how, how certain rural people see the, see city people, I think, and, and probably vice versa too. I mean, cause I, cause the thing is, is like, I think, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, those fucking rednecks or, you know, like, but it's it's not. Uh, sorry, can I swear? I didn't I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> you can you can yeah. you can swear when you're talking about that stuff. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's reason. I mean, there's reason that people are. There's valid reasons that people are scared for sure. But but I also think I think there's a lot of kind of dehumanizing going on. That's that's just like leads nowhere good. Well, we're we're being conditioned to to change our way of thinking in terms of accepting certain things we may not have accepted at all in the past. I mean, this recent, oh, a recent example was obviously this video that went viral of, of this white nationalist, Richard Spencer, being punched. Right. And that has caused a very divisive discussion about whether or not it's appropriate to celebrate something like that. And, you know, I don't condone violence of any kind, but that's, it just serves as a real example of what's appropriate. Like, people are defending yeah. a, a racist. And, right. and I mean... And at the same time, I saw when I, I honestly, when I saw the video, there was a quiet voice in my head that that just sort of said, whispered, "Good," you know. Yeah. And yet, when you speak to someone like you're saying, when you speak to people who live in more rural areas, and you actually hear them expressing their opinions about politics, I think in the past, my re, my impulse would be like, I process that information in a way like, oh, well, they just that's their background or. Right. They don't understand the nuances of this situation, but it sounds like what you're saying is you're getting a, a real raw expression from them that you hadn't considered before, right? Like it's it's just a thing that you you're that's not your world. So yeah, I think in the past I would have just like ignored it or not considered it as cl- maybe that's a lack of empathy. But right. I think we're being forced to really consider these things more and like to go back to the song i think really listen to people and it's it's a bit of a shock to everyone's system i think right yeah i I think i mean i do think that you know like i yeah it's funny it's 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 funny too like i mean there's obviously been 
I don't know, my brain goes all over the place. There's so many things to think about. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, yeah. you made a rock record and I'm asking you about yeah. politics and, and that can be a weird well, thing. Well, no, uh, it's, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, now's the time. I mean, we should have probably been talking about this more before, you know, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's obviously the front of the conversation, you know, it needs to That's, be. That's a weird aspect of stuff too, though. I think that this, the, the, there's always this knee-jerk reaction to people like us uh-huh. who aren't experts or policy wonks oh, or whatever. Whatever, like, whatever. I mean, like you listen, you know, like on, I mean, who like Facebook? Like, do you really care what your gym teacher thinks? You know, it's like like nobody, nobody by that standard, nobody should talk about it. You know, which is it's just yeah, a way I, of shutting people up. So yeah, and whatever. I mean, look who won the election in the states. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, yeah. So who is it? If, if you're not going to listen to thoughtful musicians or comedians express themselves, why are you voting for a guy who has no real point of view? Like, it's very confusing. It's just right. such a confusing time, and yet people are acting in a definitive way. Anyway, it's, it is a lot to think about, and I don't know that all of that is evident on this record, but I, I think there is some of this whatever's in the air is in this record on some level, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, when I, you know, I've listened to the record lately and, you know, I still, I still find things. I'm like, oh yeah, this kind of reminds me of that. You know, like, I, I mean, I don't know. There, there, I mean, if, if part of the theme of the record is communication, there's other, another part of the record that's probably also a little bit about just self-awareness. I mean, you've titled the record, Yeah, You and I, which <laughs> is evocative in a way. I mean, it's a very direct sentiment, but obviously you're putting it out for a general audience. I, I mean, I can't, I, my default on some of the songs is to, because I know you a little bit and I know Natalie a little bit is to think about you two. But right. I also think when you make a record, you're having a, it's a larger conversation you're trying to uh, right. put forth. So, yeah. so I, I mean, are you, obviously this is a very personal record uh, for you, uh-huh. but you feel like you're saying something that could be sort of universally recognizable on some level. Like this is saying something about maybe your generation. Maybe it's saying something about our collective existence on some level, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's certainly. I mean, the setting of the record is certainly our generation. I think uh, the um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, I think I think you could just broadly say that it's a relationship record for sure. You know, like yeah, you know, with and and probably uh, you know, yeah, it kind of goes across a lot of different kinds of relationships. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in our relationships with each other, like in our personal relationships, and I think just the way we relate to each other in the world. And I mean, one of the things that I hear pop up a lot in music these days is that kind of the way on-demand culture has kind of affected our ability to be patient about things. Right. I mean, you have this song, Waiting to Wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and I think about, it, it just evokes for me this notion of like, we don't wait for anything anymore. Like if something, ha- everything is so immediate and if it's not, we spaz, you know, like we can't handle not being uh, entertained immediately or having right. what we want immediately. And I do, have you noticed that in yourself? Do have you, have you caught yourself feeling sort of antsy when you have to wait for stuff? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I have. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I am. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, like that. That song actually is not about that so much. It's more about. It's more about that song is more about um, waiting for somebody to to kind of uh, come around. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
which an, a, an actual like, person, not for your Netflix connection to come back online. Yeah, no, not 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 so much. But I definitely, <laughs> I definitely have. Uh, no, I've definitely experienced, you know, irrational uh, <laughs> frustration about stupid things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah. I think we all have. And it, there's a there's a kind of calmness to the record that evokes that. It kind of puts that kind of stuff in perspective for me cool uh, just there's a, a no there's a laid back feeling to the record on some level that i kind of appreciate because i get i think as i've been listening to it i've been quite preoccupied with stuff and busy and i find the record kind of calming almost meditative at times cool i mean my i was listening to uh we were listening we have children we were listening to a sesame street record in the kitchen okay <laughs> at one point and then i switched it to your record and my wife michelle said is this also a children's record? I said, no, awesome. no, no, no. It's Tim's new record. It's the Sam Patch record. But she, that was her, she's like, oh, okay. She's like, it kind of sounds like it could be. So there's an innocence there, I guess is my point. I, I hope that you're not insulted by that. No. But I think that there is a kind of, like I said, there's a whimsical kind of posi- positive vibe to the record that I that I appreciate. So, I mean, right. all, all this to say, I think, it, you you know, as we've discussed it, uh, the, the record, you, you say it came from a place of, restlessness but i feel like it's sort of therapeutic on some level maybe for you it it feels that way for me right no i've definitely always been attracted to like melodies and and even like beats and you know like that are uh what's the word smooth you know like i'm kind of like (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) i love i love like i mean i love really in not you know really easy to listen to pop music you know and and old and country music and like just anything you know like reggae whatever like I just like I I love that and uh, I I think yeah my record I I certainly wouldn't call my record very aggressive for the most part no and I mean on some level I it's not but at the same time I don't think it's uh, wimpy or something like I think it right. actually has a, a real strength and boldness to it but I I just right. find it helpful (laughs) i've i've maybe it's because the rest of the time i've been listening to more aggressive things or something but it's i i've enjoyed the the zone it puts me in if you will right to circle back to our hemp seed discussion or something (laughs) i'm not i don't partake but i just i like what this does to me uh, in my mood (laughs) so i just want people to check it out for maybe for that reason alone because i find it helpful on some level we were talking uh, at some point and we've gone on many tangents here uh-huh. about the fact that you first started playing as yourself and you asserted your your own name at some point this became sam patch can you talk about that transformation or why you felt the? i mean you gave it it's always weird when a solo artist gives themselves right like a proper name almost right and and you have a band now, and you, we talked a little. We alluded to Bashabulat there a moment, uh, a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Can you, Tim, maybe just outline how this went from you, your thing, and maybe you and Natalie's thing to mm-hmm. having the form it's in now? Yeah, I think I think um, part of it is that I don't know. It just I think it's mostly about compartmentalizing things in my brain a little bit. You know, like uh, when I when I was writing the song, like under my, it's almost like having it under the name Sam Patch. It's like, uh, you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Almost helps me to put it into a a box a little bit more so I can be like, oh yeah, this thing here is Sam Patch. And then, and then, you know, if I want to make another record later, I can do it under another name or something. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm certainly not like trying to like hide my involvement in the record, you know, like it, it definitely is, it's definitely me, but, um, but it's more just like a, you know, kind of a, a way of, you know, it's like a, a way of, what's the word? Yeah. Like, like, it sort of allows me to kind of play in that zone a little more. It's like a, it's like a fantasy or something, I guess, in a way. Yeah. And then the band itself is who's in the band and, and, and why are they in the band? Well, on the, on the record, it's uh, I mean, it's mostly Jeremy plays drums on a lot of the record, uh, with Jeremy, Jeremy Gara, Jeremy Gara. Yeah. He plays on like, he plays on uh, seven of the songs and then, uh, and then Basha sings on, Almost all the songs. I think there's only one song she doesn't sing on, and then and she plays some uh, keyboards and stuff on it too. And then my friend Matt Brown plays a little bit on the record, and 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 those four have been the the live band for the most part. Um, for for some of the upcoming shows, Basha can't do them all, so so I'm, uh, my my friend Tessa is gonna sit in and play play bass uh, and sing just just for uh, she's she's gonna do all the shows, but Basha will come out when she can. Um, it, it sounds like you've mostly surrounded yourself with other songwriters, right? Uh, I mean, I mean with yeah, Basha I guess, and Jeremy. I guess so yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, for for me, it was just more like uh, they're just people that I see all the time, and it was like you know, hey, do you want to do this? And it was is kind of you know, I, I mean, I've worked with Jer for ever, yeah, and we're like, he's he's my he's he's always the first person I think of when I when I need a drummer or want to. Um, and then Basha, you know, her and I have just become good friends over the last kind of, you know, seven or eight years. Uh, you uh, you produced a record of hers, at least one, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I've played on, played on, I played on another record uh, that she did with Howard before that. Right, right. Um, so you have a long, so th- so it's a, it's a buddy band. It kind of is a buddy band, I think. First you know? and foremost, that's meant to be a, a fun hang. Exactly, yeah. I kind of wanted yeah. a, I kind of wanted a, you know, I kind of wanted a, a situation where I, knew it would be knew it would be I kind of knew what I was getting into and I knew it would be fun. Yeah. I I don't know if this is particularly interesting but it's sort of fascinating to me this notion that you know you guys you're in Arcade Fire you and Jeremy are in Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. You and Jeremy and Will and Richard in particular um, maybe I'm forgetting well I guess Owen all of you do your own things and you've and and, and, and it's outside and Sarah, of course. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I can't. It's, there's the 15 people in the guy. You got to remember all of us, Vish. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a while. I, who knows who's in it now? I never know. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, 
a lot of these solo endeavor it's interesting to me because i talked to will about his record and i saw his tour routing and it's fascinating to me that you guys are in this arena stadium-sized band or whatever you know that you play these huge shows right this all of these ventures particularly like jeremy made a, a very uh, i guess experimental record his his new record it's starting from scratch. It's recontextualizing yourself for an audience, and it's building something back up. What is that like for you? What is it? What was it like? Because you did a bunch of Sam Patch shows, I think, last year, right? I, yeah, I've done like maybe, I guess I've done probably about ten or twelve altogether so far. Oh, is that it? Oh, okay, yeah. So you've done, and so yeah, talk about that. Uh, on some level, you are. I mean, you obviously have this this name that follows you around, and people might be coming because of that but right. what about what what is what is that like for you to kind of i'm just gonna go out and do a thing on my own and i don't know what it's going to be like or if people are going to show up that kind of thing i mean wh- how has that been for you um it's fun i am i'm enjoying it it's it's like i mean so far we've you know i've we've every show we've played at least there have been some people there <laughs> and so that's that's kind of the main thing like i'm i just i love it's it's for me, like just getting up and singing in front of people uh, and doing my own stuff has has been really uh, rewarding, and uh, it's it kind of gives me a chance to kind of uh, you know relate to the audience in a, in a much different way than I do with Arcade Fire. Uh, you know, it's I kind of you know I'm I, I'm almost I when when we're doing shows I'm almost as excited about the you know getting to getting to uh, make, have banter and talk talk with the crowd as I am playing the song. <laughs> um, even though I don't know that I'm good at it, it's just fun. Communication. Exactly. Back to communication. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, you know, and when, you know, if somebody yells something out or whatever and I can respond, it's uh, it's always a, an adventure. You're a, you're a comedy guy, right? You like oh, comedy? Oh, yeah, I love comedy, yeah. So, yeah. And, and you're funny, so you just enjoy <laughs> getting to kind of test that muscle out every once in a while totally yeah i mean i i'm like i mean i love comedy but i'm far from a comedian you know like i mean i i make stupid jokes but i'm i have no experience with you know actually delivering anything in front of a crowd aside from music sometimes these days when i post stuff on facebook or twitter i'll I'll get a response from someone that's like thanks dad but they think i'm making a dad joke because i'm a dad (laughs) but i'm actually having a crisis i think i've only since i was a little boy i think i've only ever made dad jokes (laughs) i I just (laughs) i like corny jokes i think yeah i'm i'm there with you yeah what's wrong with it like dads are a good dad joke is good what was it I, i just read a good article about puns saying that they're actually they actually like uh there's something, what was it? There was an article, look it up. There's an article about the science of what happens in your brain when you make a pun or when you hear a pun. Uh, and it was actually kind of an interesting thing. It kind of, uh, they were basically saying that it, uh, you know, like if, if you make puns and you enjoy puns, you might actually be smarter than other people. So, so run right, with exactly. that. Exactly. I, I think they're clever. I don't <laughs> see why people have to get, and, and, and I mean, it's just, it's just another example of people putting down dads, I think. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous, and uh, <laughs> we should be proud of our heritage and our sense of humor because it's we're good. Dads are good. There you I go. Think dad, most dads are are pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so is there? You mentioned that you you've been enjoying the experience. Is there a bit more pressure on? And you know, we've talked. It's a buddy band. It's fun. Yeah. But is there more pressure on you to to go out on on your own? I mean, you don't have the fifteen or twenty people that I mentioned that are normally with you 
on a giant stage when you're in an intimate club yeah people can yell stuff out but is that is that nerve-wracking in any way no i don't think so i mean i mean i've never like i've never had any uh you know any interactions that were that seemed too dangerous or anything so uh no i think it's i think it's good um well, I didn't even mean security-wise. I just right. mean, like, you're putting your own... By the way, where does Sam Patch even come from? I don't know what that... Is that in a reference to something? Yeah, so my yeah, my friend uh, my friend Matt had sent me a, a link. When I was thinking about different names, he, he sent me a link to this. Uh, so Sam Patch was a, a daredevil that lived in New Jersey in the early 1800s. He was kind of a, a precursor to jackass. <laughs> he like, he like, or or evil Knievel maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like he he would jump. He jumped off of waterfalls. Like he, you know, like he jumped. I think he, I think he like went. Anyway, he would jump off various waterfalls in New England and New York State, and uh, and he, I think he di- he died pretty young doing it. But you know, okay. he was just kind of this uh, really interesting character. He was kind of the first celebrity too, in a lot of ways, like the first American celebrity in a lot of ways that you know was just just famous for doing crazy things. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, celebrity or not, I, I wasn't aware of that. That's interesting. Why did that, is that something that, uh, do daredevils fascinate you generally? Uh, I mean, sure, but it, I wasn't, it wasn't, not something I'm like particularly, uh, obs- like, I don't think about it that much, but just this guy's, this guy's um, story. And then also I kind of liked that his name was Sam Patch because a patch this is like really nerdy, but a patch is like a, you know, it's what you program on a synthesizer, like a, a certain setting yeah. on a synthesizer to patch. And so it kind of made sense in that way as well. That's interesting that you went that way because in my world, uh-huh. as a conversational or, or audio editor, a patch is, is a mistake that you're fixing. <laughs> Perfect. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> you you uh, know what I mean? Yeah, that's you funny. Know what I'm, right. That's a thing you see. You, uh, if I have to save the file, I'll, if I've done something wrong and I have to fix it, I'll... I'll, I'll identify it as a patch right so that's that that's what it, i thought of as i mean we've talked about gardening as well patch it's just an expressive that's a weird word it means yeah. lots of different things yeah yeah, yeah. and plus it, if you're smoking you have to wear the patch right no and we were thinking for merch i'll have to for merchandise if i have you know if i have merch i'll have to sell sell a patch like an eye patch yeah an eye, a sand patch eye patch <laughs> well you're already thinking that's great yeah that's no, amazing I'm yeah gonna make it so <laughs> so it's 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 all fun essentially at this point the, the sand patch stuff is fun you're you're gonna go are you gonna do shows for this record yeah in march uh, i've got a I got about uh what i guess 10 or 12 shows we're, we're just doing kind of the you know like ontario and quebec and then the northeast a little bit to new york and philly and boston and uh Chicago and Detroit and DC. Right. Okay. I think where I was going and we, I, I, I was distracted by the Sam Patch stuff is that, uh, I didn't mean, um, scary in a, I'm on stage as a guy from arcade fire. I just mean you're putting your own work out there. Right. And on some level people won't be able to not help themselves from judging it against right one of the most popular bands in the world. So that's right. and, And that, that, if you do, if you were to dwell on that kind of stuff, you would probably go nuts. But you don't seem like a guy who would do that. Um, I pr- I have my moments where I think about that stuff, but I've kind of learned even even from being in Arcade Fire, like it's a horrible idea to obsess about what people 
you know, about like about that kind of thing. Like, you know, like every time Arcade Fire puts out a record or 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 with this thing too. I mean, this thing's actually up, like obviously gets way less uh you know, there's less I guess less attention on it by a long shot, so it's not as intense or whatever, but like you kind of have to like I for me, I kind of have to like just sort of know why I'm doing it to begin with and then stick with that, you know. Like like for me like I'm I'm really writing the songs cuz I feel compelled to and it feels good to me to write songs and I'm trying to and I I honestly believe that inherently in doing that I'm sharing something valuable with the world. And so if somebody, you know, takes issue with that then that's fine, you know. <laughs> I don't, you know, there's nothing <laughs> no. there's nothing I yeah. can do, you know. So so I kind of for me it's I I actually get a lot of joy just out of making music and and singing and you know. I mean if if I go to a show and, you know, like everyone's there just being like, boo, you know, like I'll probably leave and not feel great about it. <laughs> it's, but, a, it's, a, it's a big part of the way we communicate these days in, in that so many of us make stuff and so many of us judge that stuff. Right. Uh, often anonymously, often uh, with no consideration for right. but, all the work you put into something. So it's, I, and I think the only coping mechanism I've, found is to just let go of it you know and and yeah but also maybe take some of the criticism i I often take something from it um myself for sure and and i love i love that like if if somebody wants to have a conversation with me and like talk about you know what what my music or whatever i'm doing you know like how it affects them or you know what brings out in them if they you know if like somebody heard my record and it was just completely offensive to them or something i would i'd be more than happy to listen to them and understand where they're coming from you know like yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure my record's not gonna elicit that, but you know, if it's, no, if it I don't. Did, uh, no, it's yeah. it's like I said earlier. It's uh, it's I uh, I don't want to put too fine a point on this, but there's a yeah. I was gonna say there's a healing aspect to your record, but I don't want you to get a big head. I also <laughs> don't want to make it seem like you're a doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. You are kind of a doctor, totally a doctor, I think. That's true, yeah. It does seem to me that the the other band you're in, Arcade Fire, seems to be rumbling again. There's a, a new song came out uh, recently. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if you were in the room when this happened, but you you collaborated with Mavis Staples on this song, I Give You Power. What, uh, that must have been... Were you there for that? Was that was that a thing where you were all in the room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Was, she is. Yeah. She's an incredible. I've had the chance to talk to her a couple of times, and I saw her recently open for Bob Dylan. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, which was which was amazing. What was that experience like? It was amazing. I mean, she we've we've kind of like we've met her a few times at different functions, and then like at you know different sh- shows or whatever festivals, and then and then yeah, like yeah, and and, and we actually ended up, we we played in Chicago last on the last tour. She came and did a did a song with us, uh, which was amazing and then and then uh and then yeah just working on, i mean like just hearing her voice you know it's like i her her voice is so huge and so like so beautiful and uh and she's also just an amazing woman like you know like she just is so generous and and yeah it was it was it, i don't know what to say <laughs> it was really awesome. no no yeah. it's 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 fair i mean it, it must be i i just sometimes i think about the the work you've done and the people you've worked with and the the list is endless i mean right you know big people people we've lost now david bowie uh, right. it, it must be you don't get jaded by this stuff do you tim it's always a bit like you when mavis staples comes into the room you're 
you're freaking out a little bit, aren't you? Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, definitely. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, and I'm kind of an awkward person. I think when I first meet people, like I'm not like, you know, like my, I often like clam up a little bit and, and, and she's somebody that makes it very easy to relax. Like, you know, um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, she, she has a warmth of spirit. I think any, any encounters I've had with her, it's clear that she is, uh, you know, that's just her vibe. She's yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So is, so people are, as I say, things seem to be happening. There's like a DVD thing coming out. Is, is there, is there stuff going on? Like, are you, do you have a plan with that band uh, in the next little while that, uh, I'm sure it will all be revealed and you can only say so much, but, uh, what's going on? What's happening with Arcade Fire? Yeah. Well, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of, uh, getting ready to put out our, our, our next record. It'll be sometime later. I can't, I don't even, to be honest, I don't even know the exact date yet cause we haven't fully ironed it down, but, but, uh, yeah. it, it'll be, yeah, it, it will be definitely, you know, this year and, and we're, you know, we've booked we've booked a bunch of festivals already for, uh, for July, June and July and, uh, and a little bit beyond that too. And, you know, I think it'll all be a lot clearer to, there isn't much I can say that, I, that, you know, I'll probably isn't already out there. Um, but, yeah. People are speculating that the record's coming because you have these bigger festival dates. And, right. And now yeah. that you've released a, I guess this is just a, a standalone single really. Like we no, no one knows what this, this song seemed to be timed to the inauguration of, of Trump and, and right. the election, right? Right. Yeah. No. It was. Def- it's. Yeah. It's definitely a kind of a standalone thing. It would just kind of felt like the the right time for that. Yeah. So. So. But. But. But people have a a reason to be excited. The, the, there's stuff coming. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So yeah. that that that's always um, good. There, there's you know, a, a, there's a reason that the Sam Patch tour is so short. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's another. You. I wondered about that. Will. I, I feel like as soon as. Arcade Fire stopped touring last time. Yeah, he. Yeah, Will was off. Will Butler was off and running with his records and touring. And yeah, he kind of. He, he kind of. While we were touring, when we whenever we had breaks, he would just go into the studio and he recorded his record. And then when we finished touring, he was like free to just kind of go off and tour. Whereas I like I took the much more as I tend to the much more like kind of slow, slow tortoise kind of approach. <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're a relaxed guy. Yeah. Exactly. You're not uh, all up in people's faces like that. Will I think? Will no, I'm just, will uh, will yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. I, I'm I'm happy for you. You sound like you're in a, a good a good place. If people want to learn more about um, Sam Patch, the band, not the Daredevil, where should they go on the uh, on the interwebs? In- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, you know, there's like a a Sam Patch web page at www.sampatchmusic.com. Or uh, did you did you start a label by the way? For this yeah like yeah pretty much just for this like it's uh yeah i just i i kind of kind of in the spirit of because i i sort of made the whole record as much as i could by myself like i engineered most of the record and i i, I produced produced the whole thing and uh and then you know i was sort of looking at ways of putting it out and it's getting increasingly confusing about how to put out records these days hmm. so i um i i was sort of speaking to you know to labels a little bit and then and it kind of occurred to me that I could probably you know basically me and my friend Jillian are 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 are, are putting it out together and, and like I kind of realized that I have basically the same resources doing it that way that I would with a label or whatever so I kind of made sense for me to just take a stab at doing it myself and it kind of fit fit in with the whole the whole uh 
mode of of making the record myself too it was kind of a yeah i think jeremy did something similar right with his right yeah new, exactly yeah record? yeah yeah and what's your what's your label called dep records deck dep like a depaneur d-e-p oh d-e-p dep records sorry yeah. dep yeah dep and that's a reference to it's a pretty montreal reference or a pretty quebec reference what does that mean a dep it's like a convenience store depaneur oh that's right yeah right so as a matter of convenience, there you go. You have uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> created your own. That's a dad joke right there. You figured it out. <laughs> you have uh, <laughs> you have created your own imprint, and, uh, and and so at this point, it's for your stuff. Maybe you don't really want to be. A, you you don't seem like a guy who wants to manage a label. Probably not at this point. No, I probably probably I won't. I I mean Jillian, who I'm working with, she might she might want to do more down the road with it. But yeah, yeah. Um, but probably it's not in my it's not in my next five things I'm gonna do. No, and it sounds like your schedule is getting busier, as we alluded to a moments ago. So that's fine. Anyway, Dep Records and the record is yeah, you and I and Sam Patch, and it's great, as I've said a few times already, and it, and it. Uh, I hope people check it out. Is there a song from it we can go out on, Tim? Sure. Uh, do you want to play? Um, do you want to play uh, Saint Sebastian? Saint Sebastian. Sure. Uh, is there a particular reason you chose that song? I kind of feel like that that song, in a lot of ways, kind of uh, captures the whole spirit of the record. In some ways, most most uh, it incorporates most of what I was trying to do with the record. Uh, uh, for one song, I'd say that that's the one that's the most. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It best uh, best captures, captures the the spirit yeah. of the record. Now you say spirit. I'm a little rusty on my saints. Who was Saint Sebastian? Do you know? Yeah, he he was a uh, he was a uh, uh, he he was. Cru- uh, he, it's kind of a gory story, but he's. I think he's actually the patron saint of like athletics. But he but he was like. He was. Uh, Look him up. I can't remember the whole story. He was like, I know he was shot with, <laughs> Look him with a up. bunch of arrows, <laughs> and like he, uh, and he, he, he lived. But. Oh, okay. So it's fair to say that much like Sam Patch, Saint Sebastian was something of a a daredevil. Exactly. Exactly. Is that what it is? We're gonna get we're gonna get letters now. I, I probably shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> in any case, some uh, angry, I, angry uh, <laughs> Catholics are gonna. Anglicans, get look my out. mailbox is gonna be full of. Yeah, I I don't know enough about these things. I need to learn more. Anyway, that's a that, that's a thank you for that context. This is Saint Sebastian by by Sam Patch. Tim, uh, thank you so much for being on the, on the show. It was good to chat, and best of luck with everything uh, coming down the line. Thanks, Vish. We'll, uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon.
Sam Patch with St. Sebastian on the 302nd episode of Creative Control with Vish Khanna. Thank you, Tim Kingsbury, for being on this show. And I, I, I urge you all to check out this new album. It's great. And uh, go see go see Sam Patch. Go, go see them. They, they're not playing much, but go see them when if they're coming to a city near you. As I say, 302nd episode of Creative Control. You can learn more about the show on my website, vishkana.com. Most importantly, if you can go to iTunes and subscribe to the show, download the show, rate the show, review the show. Haven't had any reviews or ratings in quite some time, and apparently those things matter in terms of spreading the word about the show. People find out more about the show if you can download, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. So please do that. Also, it's on audioboom.com. And we have a, a, a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Control. If you go there, you can make a flexible monthly donation uh, to the podcast, and we appreciate that. You can also find the show on Facebook. We're on Twitter, at Vish Creative. And a version of this show airs every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time at CFRU.ca around the world, or if you're in the area, CFRU 93.3 FM. Now, this show would not be possible without our sponsors. I'd like to thank them right now. The Bookshelf is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater, and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. You can learn more about them and all the things they do at bookshelf.ca. Pizza Trocadero, there from the beginning, always supporting our show. The finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They're located at 7 Municipal Street. And you can learn more about them at trocaderoguelph.ca or... Just give them a call for pickup or delivery if you live within the city limits of Guelph. 519-829-2444. Also, Planet Bean Coffee. Planet Bean is uh, the, the, the main coffee place in Guelph. It's the place everyone goes to. Freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. They do lots of great things. And they have three locations in Guelph. And, uh, and, and they service other cities with their fine roasted coffee go to planetbeancoffee.com if you want to learn more about serving planet bean coffee because i've been all over the place and i've seen it and it makes me happy it makes me proud of my city all right so that's uh, that's pretty much it that's all i have for you for this uh, episode i will be back uh, again soon so thank you very much for listening and goodbye for now Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.